0: Good evening, welcome to a brand new episode of... The Reality Breach Podcast. Uh, this is part three of episode 140, which is, our naming conventions suck ass anyway, so why not do this? Uh, why is this part three of episode 140? It's because we're diving back into my hellacious list of 365 movies. Uh, I, I, again, am, am joined by Jordy. How's it going? Hey, hey, I'm doing good. How are you? fan fucking fantastic I like this this little project that, 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 that you know that we've got going um it seemed like fun up front like, it seemed like a really cute idea uh but but now that I'm officially two hundred and seventy three movies into my three hundred and sixty five movie year I'm ready to knock the rest of these fuckers out it
1: almost seems like you're around mile 16 of a uh, marathon. Like, how, you've how, done how too long is much to give up. A marathon is 26 miles. You've done too much to give up, but you're still like, you still feel like I'll never get there. But you're getting there, man.
0: You're Gosh. Oh. We just got, after this one, we have one more of these. Yeah, just one more. And it's only, like, to, to date this, this is 8-18. Uh, so, that's August 18th. I'm way ahead of schedule. Uh, like, like officially, like I'm going to break out my calculator. Uh, officially, I've already watched 285. We're only talking uh, up to 273 today. Today is the 230th day of the year. Oh, wow. I've watched 285. Which means I'm 55 days ahead of schedule. and i'm exhausted uh I, I just started another movie today uh, i i'm watching at least one a day uh, on weekends I'm, I'm usually cramming in two to three a day to to, to get this over with so at, at this rate i think i'll be done by the end of october that's awesome that's fun that's fun well as usual uh we we have the the giant list of movies Uh, And we're not going to go over all of them. Um, I'm going to publish the list once the list is final uh, and and I have done this stupid thing. Um, But we're just going to kind of jump around and talk about what we want to talk about. Uh, Jordy, being our movie guy, uh, has probably already seen a lot of these or at the very least uh, is tangentially aware of their existence and their premise. So uh, without further ado, uh, do you see anything at the top of the list that you just want to talk about?
1: Uh, okay, let's start, uh, let's start with a classic, Moonraker.
0: Oh, oh. I don't want to talk about G- James Bond. <clears throat> I have a whole fucking podcast where I talk about that. <laughs> well,
1: I like the, uh, re-entry comment from Q at the end.
0: Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> there's, there's nothing All good it, about Moonraker.
1: It, no, there's, uh... What is the girl's name in Moonraker? I forgot I can't believe that, but anyway, um, what about baby driver? I loved baby driver. What did you like about baby driver
0: like the, the 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 action was so well choreographed, and the 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 character i don't remember the character of baby is like mysterious yet well uh well uh crafted and then all of the little all of these side characters that are in it uh like uh, J- Jamie Jamie what's his name Jamie Fox and yeah uh who else is in that fucking movie
1: uh John
0: Ham John Ham like Kevin Spacey <laughs> yeah like like everyone is extremely well cast and you know, I, like, Kevin
1: Spacey's I, so good in that movie, I honestly thought he, like, was a predator for young boys. Like, he's so convincing <laughs> in that movie.
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, I, I had never heard of Ansel Elgort uh, prior to, I think, w- what movie was he in that it was like, oh, starring Ansel Elgort. And I was like, who the fuck is Ansel Elgort? He was in uh, *The Fault in Our Stars*, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. But there was, there was one other. He was in the *Divergent* series. Um, I can't remember what it was, but like, his name was prominently just like on the, the poster, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this kid? Like, am I that far like removed from?" current shit i don't know who ansel elgort is but now i know he's 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 pretty good
1: yeah yeah he's really good in that yeah and uh the director is really good uh edgar wright
0: oh yeah yeah like at this point i'm gonna go out of my way to watch edgar wright movies uh last night in soho comes out this october yes it does that we may be talking about it next episode
1: i hope so might as well because I'm definitely watching it. Because I, I feel the same about uh, right. He's he's a really good
0: storyteller. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and, and Lily James, the the girl that's in this movie, she's playing mm-hmm. Cam Anderson in in a new like made for digital series. Wow. Yeah. I I I I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. Like
1: sometimes they can uh, completely transform themselves and get into that character. Uh, Michael Keaton and uh, not Michael Keaton. That'd be great if he was. But uh, Michael Douglas, who would have thought he would have been Liberace? And he was really good in that.
0: Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. Uh, you know what movie's not good? Let's go. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. OK, so we're going
1: in order. I love this. So, you did not like Fear and lo-
0: Loathing. Why not? I like the first five minutes of that movie. It like is r- super iconic. Like there were so many different uh, phrases that I was like, "Oh, that's where that came from." Oh, that's where that came from. But like two or three scenes in, it was very obvious that, that whoever I don't know who directed this or who was in charge of producing it. Ter- it was Terry Gilliam, really. Yeah. Like. I don't feel like they understood what story they were telling. And I I know that it's supposed to be like a drug trip and, you know, it, there's not really much of a story, but I had trouble following it and I was kind of bored. Even though it's like over the top.
1: Yeah, and I, I was never into that movie. I saw it. Probably like ten years ago, and I thought that it still. Lo- I mean, I thought it looked pretty bad. Honestly, I thought the effects looked really bad, and and the whole it's just a drug trip thing. I, th- I think that's kind of a bad excuse.
0: Yes, yeah, it's yeah, it's a cop out.
1: Yeah, there you go. It's a it's a cop out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I we are we are in agreement thus far.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, what 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 do you see? Uh, okay, as,
1: so let's well. let's talk. Uh, let's wrap up the trilogy and talk about Oceans Twelve and Thirteen.
0: <laughs> I I remembered watching Oceans Twelve long ago, and I remembered not liking it. Uh, because I was like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Blah 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 blah. You know, I I I I I came at it with this real, you know, high and mighty. If you're not going to be better than the first movie, why fucking bother? Mhm. And it wasn't until I watched it like 12 and 13, almost back to back that I realized the second two movies are more about the characters than they are about the heist. Yes. And taking that into consideration, these uh, second two movies are a really good time. I don't know if they're as good as the first. The first one's a fucking classic. Yeah. Um, With, but yeah, it's it
1: a little convoluted, yeah. a lot convoluted. But um, I I love like one scene in particular when uh, when uh, Francois Toulouse steals the uh, Fabergé egg. That is yeah. so cool. Even though, I, I mean, it, I saw that recently and it hasn't aged that well, but it's uh, <laughs> it's still pretty cool. That's a cool song. It's it's. I, I love that scene. I love, uh, I love, uh, I love the whole um, reveal and then re-reveal that George <laughs> Clooney is like he he gets him to explain this whole elaborate scheme he had, the whole time he's like, dude, y- yeah, I've got you. Um, <laughs> I, I love, I, I like it, and and I really liked Ocean's Thirteen.
0: Yes, uh, Al Pacino is great. In Ocean's 13.
1: Yes, but... He shook Sinatra's hand. He he should have known better. (laughs) He should should have known better.
0: You're right, you're right. 13 is really good. But I was pleasantly surprised. Again, I I came into both those movies thinking, fuck these movies. Uh, I meant to watch Ocean's 8 before I finished this chunk of movies, but I i didn't i forgot that's
1: one that i've heard a lot of bad things about but i i know if i watch it it i'll be like ah, that's not terrible it's the same director yeah uh it's it's probably going it's
0: probably okay yeah, so, yeah i'm sure I'll, I'll get around to it this year at some point all right so what else would you like to talk about um let's talk about heat okay like I don't want to talk about every single one of these movies, but th- th- this, Dude, you have lit- some heavy hitters on this list. Yeah, this the the top of this list is is kind of is, is is it's kind of top heavy when it comes to ones I want to talk about. Heat, like I had always been told, Heat is this amazing movie with intense, crazy action sequences, and that I would love it. And about halfway through, the the only thing that really stood out was, man, these like. These cops are really bad at being cops. Yeah, because it it was like an exercise in collateral damage. They're they're actively having open gunfights and crowds and shit. Like nothing about that movie in 2021 feels like real life.
1: Oh, I know. It's uh, it was kind of disappointing when I first saw that. Because I was told, you know, or it was advertised, it's it's you know Pacino and uh, and De Niro together, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. It, even when I was younger, I was thinking this isn't that good, and it's really long. It's like three hours,
0: isn't it? It's yeah. It's 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 quite a movie.
1: And I mean, there's you have some other really good uh, movies. I know this in the Scorsese movie, but um, it, you know, I, you have some Scorsese movies coming up, and I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just not into Michael Mann. He <laughs> he did a movie called Manhunter, which was really good, but yeah. or, or I thought fit. it was, but yeah, not not into. You mentioned Collateral Damage. He did Collateral. I thought that oh. was kind of overrated.
0: Like for, for what it's worth, both. De Niro and Pacino are perfectly fine. They're, they're good in heat, which is weird. That's a weird sentence, but yeah, like the movie is, it's just a slog. Like I, I, I was not, I was not impressed. Gotcha. But, but, but like looking at the, the top of this list, there's a lot of heists here. The, like baby driver,
1: yeah. uh-huh. like
0: oceans, 12 oceans, 13 heat. Uh, yeah, I, I guess – yeah, I watched three uh, De Niro movies back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, and they're – they're all three of them significant De Niro movies. Uh, t- Taxi Driver. Okay. This is a I, – I didn't know what to expect with Taxi Driver, and it checked so many boxes for me. Uh-huh. Like, old, dingy New York check. Like, yes. questionable – Uh, fucking protagonist in the movie, check. Like, third act, everything going fucking haywire, check. Like, Taxi Driver is astonishingly good.
1: Oh, it's... It's so good. Scorsese's amazing. But I think that's his best.
0: I don't know. It might be. Like, Scorsese has a lot of great movies, but Taxi Driver, like... It it's it's crazy. Like that movie's from what, this nineteen eighty or before that? Seventies, yeah. Yeah, seventy, seventy six or something like that. He somehow the events of Taxi Driver feel as relevant today as they probably were then.
1: Yeah, I'm so surprised they haven't
0: tried to remake that. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. It's basically a a manual on how to make a white supremacist. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking great. No, it's um,
1: yeah, it still holds up. It's so um, I saw that one a couple of years ago and I mean, I was still thinking like this is this is amazing. It's yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's one of the best of they call them the young lions, like all those uh, directors around the same age that kind of started around the same time like Spielberg and George Lucas and yeah. uh, Scorsese. I think it's I think it's the best out of all of theirs.
0: I, I'd be, that's probably true. Yeah, it was 76, so I was right. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to to uh, Raging Bull because <laughs> it's good. It's really good too. Raging Bull is really good, but I don't know if I appreciate it as much as I probably should have. Like it was this was this Scorsese's first like let's focus yeah. on one dude and show like 30 years of his life yeah that this was that that was the first one i think so because that kind of set set the formula that he's been re, re like revisiting ever since cuz you've got what Raging Bull and then Goodfellas and then Casino then Wolf of Wall Street, the Irishman, like all of these have the same arc and the same storytelling, like structure. And I feel like me watching raging bull, like fifth out of all of those didn't do it any favors.
1: Yeah. And I hate to be that guy, but the, uh, the, uh, the aesthetic, the black and white. I did not dig. I didn't like that. Oh, I didn't, I didn't mind the black and white. I did for sure. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: I think that is the first movie, like the type you're talking about.
0: Yeah. And, And, and it was fine. It was fine. It just didn't seem as, uh, impactful as, as the rest of them. And it's definitely no taxi driver.
1: no, like I really think Taxi Driver is like one of the best movies ever.
0: Yeah. It Yes, yes, that's a that's a fun argument to have, but it's it, it would be in the conversation.
1: Yeah, I I'm not saying it's the best, but it's yeah. it's one of the best. Yeah. One of the best of the 70s for sure. And yeah. that was a really good decade for film.
0: <laughs> we'll get to, a, to 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 a couple in the 70s that I was just like, "Yeah." Eh. Wait, when did uh, Moonraker come out? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Moonraker. What if What if James Bond was in Star Wars, guys? Huh? Huh? It's a good idea, right? Yeah. Well, huh? It happens. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, almost famous. Uh, okay. That we- movie has aged fantastically.
1: Okay. Because I'll be honest, when I saw it, I did not like it. And I haven't wanted to see it again. Uh,
0: I I was indifferent on it when I initially watched it way back when it came out. I think I didn't have have, have enough years under me to really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I probably... like I appreciated it more because of how far removed we are from that culture. I don't know if... I really understood what like the story what was it Cameron crow what he was telling at that at the, at that point like now it it as i said it's it's like a fine wine that movie's great i I would encourage you to to revisit it i i will uh let's see what's the next thing what's the next next thing you want to talk about uh let's see what is six underground Okay, let's let's start that conversation. So, I made a conscious effort to watch a lot of movies during this chunk that were straight to Netflix or straight to Hulu or straight to Amazon Prime, uh, because I had noticed that most of the movies I, w- I was watching were like new releases that were you know traditionally traditionally released or old stuff, and there were a lot of movies that I'd always just kind of. Sp- Put in the back of my mind. Oh one day I'll watch Six Underground. One day I'll watch Triple Frontier. One day I'll watch this. And I was like fuck it. Like, One day is here. I might as well watch these. Six Underground. uh, That's a Michael Bay movie. Starring Ryan Reynolds. And it's what you would expect. Out of a Michael Bay and Ryan Reynolds movie. Like high octane action. Very over the top. With uh, quips galore, and they're, they're like apparently Netflix is trying to turn it into a uh, into a series. It's, it's it's about this group of um, basically mercenaries that are all officially dead, but they work together to do jobs that governments aren't able to do to make the world a better place. Ryan Reynolds plays a billionaire who funds all of it. Uh, from beyond the grave all their their deaths have all been faked so they refer to each other as numbers one two three four five six uh and 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 there ultimately was a number seven as well Uh, okay it's a a cool premise i I'm, i'm not gonna say it was a fantastic movie but it was much better than i was expecting it to be considering it's michael bay
1: Okay. Uh, speaking of Netflix movies, what did you think of *The Dirt*?
0: I loved *The Dirt*. I did uh, too. I don't <laughs> know if it's a good movie, but it's it is entertaining. Fun it's time. fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Fun. Yeah. Uh, and 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 Machine Gun Kelly playing Tommy Lee is an inspired choice.
1: He's not bad. They're all really decent, I think. Yeah. Yeah. even the guy you, you you know the guy playing uh mick mars is uh is ramsey Fulton. yes he is <laughs> like that oh, yeah. guy's a good actor
0: dude <laughs> he's a really good actor yeah as, as i said i i don't know if it's technically good and i don't know how if anyone who's not familiar with motley crew I, I don't know if Anyone would actually enjoy it if they don't know that those that music. But growing up listening to Motley Crue with my dad, Mm -hmm. this shit was fun.
1: Yeah, I thought it was uh, a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, Uh, if if we're sticking on Netflix movies, Fatherhood. You know what Fatherhood is?
1: I don't. I wait. I think I heard about this. Is it the uh, Bill Cosby book?
0: (laughs) No uh fatherhood is a netflix movie starring kevin hart um <laughs> it's it's you know typically you know exactly what a kevin hart movie is you know uh it, it's it's him basically playing himself as a in a in, in a in a basically a sit a situation comedy movie right well this is kind of his first attempt at making a more serious role like it's still at its heart a comedy mhm but Within the first five minutes, he, a brand new father, like his, his, his daughter is born and his wife dies like five minutes after birth Mm. and they go through the whole, uh, you know, he he goes through the mourning process and, you know, he looks at his daughter and it's obvious, oh shit, he's going to be overwhelmed. They then do a, a, you know, smash cut to present day where the daughter is like 10 eight or eight, nine or 10. And he's, he's, you know, he, they show how he's changed and how he's grown and how, how broken he is because of what he's been through. And I cried like five times watching this fucking movie. It is very effective at, at, at the, uh, at, at the emotional stuff they're trying to portray.
1: Okay. That, uh, that sounds really, really interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. I watched a couple Fast and Furious movies because I do love <laughs> uh, actually three Fast and Furious movies on this chunk because I do love Fast and Furious. Uh, I don't have too much to say about them just because I love them so much. I just wanted to be noted that I watched them again.
1: They're cartoons and, you know, you like them. I understand. We all yeah. have our uh, our vices. <laughs> Uh I will be in a movie theater anytime a new Saul movie comes out. I get it.
0: <laughs>
1: and Saul is about uh, they're on 10 or 11 honestly. So
0: That's right. That's right. Uh let's yeah, see. They're
1: stopping The Fast and the Furious at 10, correct? No, they, 11. they can't stop it. Okay, 11. They're but stopping even at 11. Then, they can't stop it at 11.
0: Uh, well, what if 11 all... makes 2 billion dollars? They've already confirmed that there's another Hobbs and Shaw movie coming, and they confirmed that Charlize Theron's character uh, is getting a spinoff. So okay. th- they're they're going all over the place, man. Cool. I I'm I'm excited. Uh, let's see. Do you know what the Old Guard is? No. Speaking of Charlize Theron, it's an, another Netflix movie where she plays an immortal who doesn't really understand why she's immortal, but she has a team of immortals who have been working together for centuries to make the world a better place, much like the six underground team, except, mm-hmm. you know, much more um, supernatural. And it is, it has, like, the violence has the, the vibe of, like, a John Wick it's it's it, cuz you know that uh Charlize Theron can pull that shit off there aren't many you know actresses that can uh and, and it, it was probably the best Netflix movie I watched all year or at least so far it's uh it, it's it's really good there's supposed to be a sequel I really hope there's a sequel um I don't have too much more to say about that but it does I, I just wanted to point it out because it is that good it's okay, so and that's your favorite Netflix movie this year. Probably, yeah. Is it your favorite
1: movie this year?
0: No. Okay. No. Uh I don't know if I've 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 made a decision on my favorite movie this year.
1: Between Moonraker and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> decisions, decisions. Uh let's see. Beetlejuice does not hold up.
1: I disagree. I saw it in the theater last year and I thought it was pretty uh, decent. Uh, The sexual predator. There we go again. I've 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 got three uh, convicted sex predators in this podcast. But uh, Jeffrey Jones, that doesn't hold up. But uh, I I liked it, man. I thought uh, I I was I was with uh, Reed and uh, his lovely fiance. They actually got engaged that night and did not tell me that's a little (laughs) weird but um but anyway um we uh we all watched that movie and i was like oh man this part's because she had never seen it and i don't think my wife had seen it or doesn't didn't really remember it but i was like the whole the whole dinner scene the conga scene that's going to be so bad the musical Mm -hmm. harry belafonte yep it wasn't terrible I i didn't think it was terrible I, I thought know, it man. held up uh, some of the effects, but I mean, it's like a 27 year old movie.
0: I think it is. It's, but uh, there's only like 20 minutes of Beetlejuice in the whole fucking movie. I like that. Like the movie's like an, an a, a hard 90 minutes. Like it's very, very wow. short. It, it just feels incomplete to me. Yeah. But you know, Oh, he's he's kind of like a myth. It's kind of like
1: jaws. You don't want jaws in the whole movie. I uh, I I'm happy with Beetlejuice being there. I I don't he got a he got a lot rapey at the end. I didn't mm-hmm. like that. That seemed to come out of nowhere.
0: Him liking underage girls, but it, yeah, it, it's a different time, man. It's a different time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh,
1: not to be that guy, but dude, uh 1989, 87, whenever it was, Winona Ryder. I mean, that's Winona Ryder, man. She was probably at her peak then.
0: That's true. I, I, I do have a soft spot for, for Winona Ryder, so... I was just surprised that it didn't... Like, it didn't... Make me all warm inside, like most of these old movies that I'm revisiting. Yeah. Oh, It just kind of left me hollow, thinking... <laughs> I've I been put this movie's been on, on. See, yeah, like I was like I've been putting this movie on a pedestal for thirty years. Really? Oh, but you know, maybe I'll watch it again in another fucking fifteen years and it'll change my <laughs> mind. I don't know. Yeah. Um, a good movie is Jennifer's Body.
1: Okay, that's starting to uh, get a bit of a renaissance these days because yeah. it was finished when it came out i liked it all right when I saw it. I mean, I, I thought it was a cool concept.
0: Yeah, I I I feel like it was ahead of its time. Like yeah. It the character that Megan Fox plays in Jennifer's body, I don't know if the world was ready for that version of a woman when the movie yeah. came out. What, what was it? Two thousand nine? Yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, and she was like.
1: At her peak right yeah. then, too.
0: Yeah, and, she was and fresh little, off of, what, Transformers?
1: Yeah. And they um they really marketed that movie pretty poorly. That's like true. They marketed it as, like, come see Megan Fox naked. And it wasn't that.
0: No, so people, no.
1: People got mad and were like, you know, this is false advertising or whatever. And this movie sucks, but it was actually pretty well written, if I remember correctly. And well acted oh, yeah. with Amanda Seafried and uh, Megan Fox.
0: Yeah, it was written by Diablo Cody. Yes. Yeah, like th- th- this. Th- I, I I was surprised I had not watched it before now and, and seeing like after watching it, thinking, oh, this was kind of a comedy in ways that I didn't expect it to be like it's it's that's a fantastic movie. Uh, two really not fantastic movies: Thunder Force and America the Motion Picture. Oh, those sound amazing. What uh, are one, those? One of them is a uh a, a Melissa McCarthy movie. Okay, that's superhero. Thunder Force.
1: Okay, that's understandable. But um, America the Motion Picture, that's that's an awesome title.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an animated Netflix movie. Okay. That is a fictionalized telling uh of the founding of the united states and it's very it's very family guy very oh yeah it's a a lot of the jokes are, are are crude a lot of the the animation is very over the top and 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 big and the story doesn't really make any sense. They, they they reference shit from like 2020, even though it's set in 1776. It, it It's really bonkers. The only thing that made it watchable was the fact that it came out 4th of July. Like sitting down and watching it on 4th of July is a great idea. OK, because it's so ridiculous. Any other time of year, I would not suggest watching it at all. <laughs> so for you know? so one day. For one day, it's, it's, treat it like a Christmas movie, except it's a Fourth of July movie. Gotcha. Um, boss level. That's a that, that that movie was released to Hulu. Okay. It is. It's one of those movies where you where the main character relives the same day over and over and over and over. Okay. Much like. Uh, groundhog day yeah in this case he wakes up every morning and he is being pursued by like half a dozen assassins every single day he gets murdered in a different way who is he uh the guy who the guy who was in captain america winter soldier frank grillo frank grillo yes
1: Dude, that is so weird. There were like a hundred men in that movie. And that was <laughs> one I <of> thought <them. laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo is like, a good actor, dude. He is. He is. And also, is Mel Gibson. So, okay, is he one of the assassins? He, no, he's he's like the big boss guy. Oh, okay. Uh, and Thanks. basically, Frank Grillo has to figure out the, the exact route he needs to take. To not get murdered, find out what happened, uh like to his I think his wife. Uh-huh. I can't fucking remember. Um and basically fix everything before he gets murdered. Because when he gets murdered, the day is going to restart.
1: But he still remembers everything, right?
0: Yes, he remembers everything from all of the times that he gets killed. So like there'll be situations where he's done this day, like Seven hundred times, and so he can dodge bullets and 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 uh, dodge people trying to stab him while fixing coffee. Okay, you know it's 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 really stylized and it's extremely well choreographed and it's a lot of fun. It's it's another one of those movies that may not technically be good, but is the is is an absolute joy to watch. It sounds
1: uh, good. Mel Gibson can really. Uh, be a good bad guy. Yes, yes. I would think. I haven't seen this one. It sounds good. This is the one I'm probably most interested in watching, honestly, thus far.
0: Yeah, I, I would I, I would say watch it. Like, you're not going to have a bad time. You may not like all of it, but you're not going to hate it. Um, Enola Holmes. Holmes. Okay. That's, a, that's another Netflix movie. What do you know about that one?
1: Uh, I fell sleep to it one night. It was okay. (laughs) I I, I like uh, like, uh, Henry Cavill and uh, oh gosh, what is her name?
0: Millie Bobby Brown.
1: Millie Bobby Brown.
0: Yeah. Uh, This is another Netflix movie. And I really liked Millie Bobby Brown's character. Uh, They this of course is based on one of those young adult novels, you know that that, mm-hmm. that they love making movies on, uh, 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 on. And this one was very self-referential. She she did a lot of fourth wall breaking, talked to the audience. It, it was it was just it was self-aware at how ridiculous they were they were being in a way that a lot of these movies aren't. Like like imagine if you're watching Harry Potter and Hermione turns to the camera and says, and then Harry forgot the fucking you know spell you know it, yeah. it it adds a layer of humor that most movies like this don't have
1: that's cool and it was a pretty good sherlock type or she was the
0: main person in it correct yes yes okay. yeah it's 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 very much like she plays sherlock holmes's younger do- or younger sister mm-hmm. and she is kind of forced into a situation where she has to follow in her brother's footsteps to basically clear her name and gotcha. free her, and 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 also like find her her mom like they're, they're it's it's pretty good it's pretty good i like if when when and if they do enola holmes 2 i'll watch it okay um let's talk about best little whorehouse in texas
1: Let's talk about Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, dude. It's Burt Reynolds. It's Dolly Parton. It's 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 okay. I like it, but it it it, it doesn't hold
0: up. I mean, it, I I like. It's entertaining. It's it's absolutely that. But how does this movie even exist, dude? It was just a different time. <laughs>
1: That's the only thing. Let me see. That was 1982. It was probably at the peak of their popularities. I
0: don't know. Both of those two were like legends. Yeah. I, I just don't understand how this movie in 1982 gets made without it being like shunned across the board by everyone because it's 1982 and this is about a whorehouse and like whorehouse is not a metaphor like it's legit a whorehouse oh yeah um like i i I feel like if if a movie about a whorehouse popped up on netflix tomorrow it would make headlines for being controversial
1: well if it was a like a comedy (laughs) and if it was making light of it you know and liam neeson wasn't looking for his daughter and it was dark and dingy, you know, <laughs> but I don't. That's the only thing I can say, man. I, it To me, 1982 seems like 1530. Like it just, <laughs> even though I was born one year after, it just seems like, yeah, let's release a major motion picture with two of the biggest stars in the world with Whorehouse in the title. Uh, yeah.
0: And with yes. a $20 million budget. Like they didn't even hide the the whorehouse, like it, it could have been just like the best little house in Texas. Yeah, but no, the horror had to be in the name. It's 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 fucking bonkers to me, man. Uh,
1: yeah, I that was one of those movies that I rented immediately just because of the title. <laughs> and you know, uh, like sex comedies used to be like. They would be like double entendres. There's one called uh, Squeeze Play. It's about um, like a softball team, but it's you know like a sexualized, you know, yeah. a sex comedy. Um, Porkies. Porkies, yeah. What's what does that mean? You know what you're getting in for here, and you, or you think you do, and then when you watch it, it's it's kind of charming, and it's you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's got some pretty decent uh, music too.
0: Yeah, I I didn't even know it was a musical when Ariel was, when when my wife was like, hey, let's watch Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And I I enjoyed it, but it 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 is a movie that completely boggles my mind. It's just conceptually start to finish, it's just fucking weird. So um, this
1: won't make sense now, but I've got a theory. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna suggest a movie for you, and um after you know in the future and. Hopefully, it'll be on the next episode. But Texas is just a weird-ass place, man. And it really was, like, probably up until, like, the late 90s. It's just a weird place. It did its own thing and had its own charm. They called it charm, but, you know, best <laughs> little whorehouse
0: in Texas. What? Wait, what's the other – What you said you were going to suggest another movie? Yeah. What movie? Uh,
1: Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: Ah, uh, have you seen that one? I think I might have a long time ago.
1: I would definitely recommend that because
0: dude, I, we
1: could talk about it um at another time, but the way that they made that movie, there's no way it could be made, and I know we say that a lot, like it literally couldn't be made. They're like human rights violations for making <laughs> that movie, and um like people would be sued to oblivion and the way it got released, like, dude, mafias used to like back movies as money laundering schemes and nothing like Best Little Horror House in Texas because it was a major studio picture. But, man, in the 80s and um, especially especially in the 70s, like in the drive in era, uh-huh. like dude, some crazy titles that you're thinking, no, no, there's no way it could get made today. And it couldn't. This movie couldn't be made today, which is a shame because it's. It's 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 a it's a good movie, <laughs> but you know we were talking about Taxi Driver, and people might not even touch that today, and it's so relevant.
0: Yeah, I I don't know, I don't know. like Taxi Driver gets gets away with its it, like its its content by yeah. being a serious movie, like it's a it's a movie as movie. Yeah, you know uh. It it, it it treats the content with the gravity that it deserves. Yeah. And, and I feel that's why it holds up so well.
1: Well, you know, they were talking. I know this is unrelated, but it's kind of related to the best little whorehouse in Texas. Uh, like Revenge of the Nerds. They were talking about um, releasing that or uh, remaking that, but it doesn't work. And the best little whorehouse in Texas, it wouldn't, I don't think it would work today. Like, there's no charm in whorehouses these days. <laughs> nobody, sees, nobody sees the humor in it. But, um, and I guess that's partially, like, evolving, like, you know, like, picking on nerds and, like, um, beating them within an inch of their life. Maybe that was funny in the 80s, but, it's you know, that's assault now. Yeah, yeah. And bullying. Like,
0: what? Like Revenge of the Nerds is a very different movie if you make it in 2021. It's it's like a cautionary tale with like a school shooting or something. Like it's 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 dark. It's real fucking dark. And that came out around the same time it came out in '84.
1: So I'm telling us we uh we came in the world at a very weird time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah yeah uh another movie from I think this was the '80s Strange Brew was that the '80s or was that '90s. I think that's 90s. Um, no, it's 80s. Yeah, because it's early Rick Moranis. No, I haven't seen this. It, uh, I've always been told, hey, you should watch Strange Brew. It's, it's, it's uniquely Canadian, and these two characters are... Like, if you like uh, Wayne's World, you'll love Strange Brew. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of that. And the first 10 minutes of strange brew or the first five minutes of strange brew. Hilarious. After that, it falls off the rails real hard. And maybe it's because I didn't see it in the eighties, you know, comedies typically don't age that well. uh, But it it just, I, after that, the first five minute thing, I was like, this is, this is silly and dumb. And I, I, I'm ready for it to be over, yeah which, and is bad, you, which is sad
1: yeah, and you mentioned Wayne's World. I watched that a couple of months ago, and man it was it was a chore, and I remember just mm-hmm. thinking that was the funniest thing back when it came out, yeah so, yeah, and plus this Canadian humor, which is is different, man it's <laughs> I don't know it's. It is different. It's it's really different.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, like th- that's that's one thing that this uh this adventure has has taught me is that comedy has a shelf life. it it it, it takes something very very special to be funny decades later. Like Can you think of any
1: examples? Like Blades um, and Saddles is still most Mel Brooks still pretty good.
0: Ah, I I don't I don't know about all that I don't know about all that I I don't like Mel Brooks at all oh no like, like okay maybe not at all that's an overstatement but like you didn't like young Frankenstein no I didn't like young Frankenstein I didn't li- I absolutely hate space balls uh, I, I do I, like Robin Hood men in tights yeah uh, I do like blazing saddles what about
1: like the naked gun movies Oh, those are terrible. They're so bad, but I, they're, they're entertaining.
0: Like uh, like that, that and like Airplane. Like that, that shit does not age wait, well. I think
1: Airplane's still good, dude. I think Airplane's still legitimate and Blazing Saddles. Still pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree with you for the most part, though.
0: Yeah. Like
1: Wayne's World was, I was embarrassed when I was watching it. I was like, oh my god, dude. I, I remember I remember being in a the theater and you fucking thought this was funny, dude. people were laughing at your dumb ass. But not really, they
0: were all laughing. Uh, Austin Powers movies, dude. Oh, those haven't those aren't even that old. Like they're what, twenty years old and they're they have not aged well. Dude, the third one did not age well when it came out. Like it was <laughs> it was old then.
1: And maybe that's it. Like you were saying, it's got a short shelf life.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, One Night in Miami. Let's take a moment to talk about that. Okay. I have no idea what this is. Okay. So this is a movie. uh, It's on, I believe, Amazon Prime. It's either Amazon Prime or Hulu. I cannot remember. Um, But it is loosely based on a true story. Uh, It is set in Miami the night after a Muhammad Ali fight. I didn't hear about this with. okay yeah. Four actors playing Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown and Sam Cooke. And the idea is after the fight, they're all going to hang out and go out on the town and, you know, be famous people in Miami. Well, all four of them get bogged down with this in-depth conversation about race relations. In their hotel room. And the whole movie is them arguing about what it means to be black in the 60s. Is it the 60s? I think it's the 60s. Yeah, in the 60s.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And it's an absolutely beautiful movie. Because okay. it, it Like, it boils down to the conversation. You know, there are just some movies that thrive because there's nothing but the character's interacting with each other like like think of think think something like 12 angry men yeah like it's very much that and it's on yeah it's on amazon prime uh it's one of those that that i i can suggest everyone watch unapologetically because it it's relevant today even though it's set in
1: 1963 and i you know i hate if i sound uh if i just sound like completely ignorant but it looks like the most famous people in this are lance riddick and the guy that played christopher on the sopranos like and i, I like that i like when you know it's not will smith and idris elba and yeah. you know michael b jordan you know because that's i don't know sometimes i have a hard time separating
0: like the artist from who they're portraying that's a now, good, this good looks point. really interesting yeah, yeah, uh, it's got Bo Bridges. Okay, so, see so so there's that. Yeah, yeah, I've I've me and me and Reed had talked about this movie for like three hours, not three hours, for for like an hour because of how how much it affected me. I told him to watch it. He watched it, and then we just talked because it's very much about it's about being black. One thing that me and Reed are not.
1: I was going to say what was that one night at the uh, country club And <laughs> Anyway. Uh No, what? that's cool. That sounds really uh that sounds good. You mentioned a uh a movie a second ago, um, 12 Angry Men, I believe. And um I like that. I like uh movies you can have really tense uh discussions and that's your tension. Yeah. And that, I mean, you don't need explosions and bombs and all this stuff going, you know, all this uh, threat of physical harm. You can have something like uh, opposing viewpoints and it can be utterly compelling depending on how it's portrayed.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly what this movie is. That, that, that's why it's so easy to, to, uh, to recommend. Uh, let's move on. Um I finally watched The Shawshank Redemption.
1: I was just thinking that let's uh, let's talk about the greatest movie ever made according to IMDb. What'd you think?
0: Uh, it, it's as advertised. Okay. Um, it it, it is fantastic. The the, the 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 performances from who is it? Um, Tim Robbins. Yeah, Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. are like this is this is an ageless movie. Like you can yeah. watch this the year it came out, or fifty years from now, and I feel like it will still have the same impact.
1: Yeah, I, I really do like this one too. Like most people, I think it's it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I sorry, I don't have a whole lot to say. Uh, Frank Darabont is a really excellent director. He's good at adapting Stephen King's work he uh, did a movie called the mist which is more horror based but uh mm-hmm. it's probably the best stephen king one of the best stephen king horror adaptations um he did the walking dead when it was really decent oh that's true uh, he's 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 a really good director and um yeah it holds up i saw i didn't i saw it when it came out like you know within a couple of years and it was you know it was good but um I thought Forrest Gump was better, honestly, at the time, but now it's not even a contest. And oh, Forrest, yeah. I still like Forrest Gump, but Shawshank's on another level.
0: Yeah, Shawsh- Shawshank has something to say. Forrest Gump is just good. <laughs> um, in case and, you were one. I was going to say, and
1: Forrest Gump really is all about the effects and the technology, which is old now. That's true. And um, Shawshank's about the story. Yep. Which, if you don't know it, it's going to be compelling.
0: Yep, yep. Um, And just in case you were wondering. Yes. you, You don't have to watch the Rebecca remake on Netflix.
1: Okay, so that's a remake of the Hitchcock movie?
0: Technically, it's based on the story that the Hitchcock movie was based on. Okay, so it so it's not like they they were they were they weren't going to yeah. Gus Van it and do a shot by shot remake. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, like they were they were very clear in saying this is based on the book. We we love Hitchcock. We love that version. But this is we're doing our own thing and it's fine. I would still rather watch the original movie. Yeah,
1: the, the original movie's good.
0: Yeah, there's there's no reason Except- to watch this one. Um so there's that. Uh Willy's Wonderland, you know what that is? I do. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah. Uh l- late career Nicolas Cage is quite an enigma. And Willy's Wonderland is fucking bizarre, man. He it, he go ahead. Please go ahead. Yeah. Okay,
1: so basically the uh the story is Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, <laughs> he he has to Nicolas Cage doesn't say a word in the movie, does he? I don't no. think he does. No, he doesn't say a okay. word. So he doesn't say a word, but he um he is cleaning up this place called Willie's Wonderland, which is like a Chuck E. Cheese Type place, kids place, where the animatronic animals come alive, and uh, he beats the shit out of them, and he does that like seven or eight times, and yeah. that's the movie. He gets a uh, an energy drink, cleans up, beats up one of those things, kills it, throws it
0: away, and then does it again, six yeah. or seven or eight times, and 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 it's hard to really articulate why this movie is weird because the way you just said it is pretty straightforward but there's some very uniquely Nick Cagean moments in this where uh, he, I, I'm like I'm almost sure that the the reason this character's a weirdo is because Nicolas Cage. Yeah,
1: um apparently he had a lot to do with making this you know like he he does he's probably the hardest working man in show business he probably makes five movies a month that's true maybe not but close to it like seriously he makes so many movies um and uh, he, i i heard that he was really into this story and was really hands on even and which is strange because i was thinking well, why doesn't he have any dialogue but he's I don't know. I I don't really think he's compelling because of I don't know. I just don't think he's that compelling of a character in this movie.
0: No, he's just quirky. Yeah, he's very quirky, even though he doesn't say anything. It's it's I don't know if I would recommend Willy's Wonderland unless you want something fucking weird. I would not. I
1: definitely would not.
0: But it's it's it's, it's, it's not a movie. bad
1: though. It's not the worst thing he's ever done. <laughs> that's yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but
0: he does make five movies a month, so he's made some <laughs> shit. He, shit, he he has a bad movie coming out next week probably. That just odds are. Um, Seriously, the, 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 I I bet he makes about twenty to
1: thirty movies a year. That, that might like, I think he did that to get
0: out of debt, and then
1: he. It's just
0: like, you know what?
1: I like making movies all the time.
0: Yeah. And he's been divorced like three times in six years, I think. Mm hmm. So uh, Nick Cage's life is just all over the place. Uh, Let's see. Have you seen The Hunt? Uh,
1: I don't think so. That's a horror movie, isn't it? Eh, it, it? It's like about hunting people. Yes. OK, I've heard about it and it just didn't intrigue me too much.
0: Like it's it's a good idea, but it ends up being really a, a heavy handed political statement. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think they're making the statement that they think they're making or they want to undercut their statement at the last minute. Like it it turns out to be kind of a mess.
1: Oh, uh, that's a don't shame. Don't watch
0: it. Yeah. Um, Dr. Strangelove. Oh, man. It's so good. <laughs> Speaking of comedies. I it don't know up. as I a comedy, I don't know if it holds up.
1: I don't know, man. It's 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 not hilarious, but no. it it has I mean, it it has its moments. I think it's 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 funny like an old an old joke is. Like you hear an old joke and you're like nobody really talks like that anymore, but there is humor to it. Yeah, I don't. It's it's. It, I think it's extremely well written and directed. I and George C. Scott. I don't know if you heard the stories about him, but like Stanley Kubrick would like made him look like an idiot. He he acted serious in that movie, but Stanley Kubrick would be like, just let's do let's just do a joke take. And make, <laughs> make the silliest face you can, and that's the one. Like he knew the entire time. That's the one we're gonna use.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs>
1: it, but, like, and I think George C. Scott liked it, but he wouldn't have acted that way. Yeah, he would have been yeah. like, "No,
0: I'm a general. Why would I? You know, that doesn't make any sense." I I, yeah. I didn't know what to. I didn't know it was a comedy going in. Yeah, when I, when I, I think a lot of people did.
1: No, it was a comedy, morning. yeah.
0: When I started laughing, I was like, "Is is this shit supposed to be funny?" And I looked it up and saw that it was a comedy. I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, but but going into it thinking it was some s- serious Kubrick movie it yeah. made it made it real weird.
1: Yeah, and I'll be honest, I don't like Peter Sellers like in general. So, mm-hmm. which is crazy because he's Doctor Strangelove, but <laughs> but I mean overall. I, I do like it. I still think it's. I mean, it's a good Stanley Kubrick movie.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. We still got a lot here, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna run through a bunch of these. Okay. Clue is still great. Um. Did you watch the, the multiple endings? Yes. Yes. Okay. How are those? Um, I only saw the one ending. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Um. They're good. They're, like. When you watch it with the multiple endings, it doesn't seem as if there was only one ending in the theater. Okay. Like they 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 cut it together in a way that it just feels like that's what the movie is. Okay. Um, kind of kind of like the end of Wayne's World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the game is also still very good. Yeah. Um, I watched all of the Planet of the Apes movies or all of the old Planet of the Apes movies. OK. And Where's- I'd I'd seen them before and I'd always had a fondness for them. That first movie is still pretty solid. Yes, yeah, for the, sure. The second movie goes way off the rails and gets really up its own ass. With with like humans worshipping a, a, an atomic bomb. But I, I feel like. The rest of them, like Escape from the Planet of the Apes, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, all of them understand what those movies are and are comfortable only being that. Uh. Like, they they, they latch on to this one, like, they, they take a singular concept. It's like, what if apes took over the planet? Let's tell that story. And it's, what if, what if two apes came back from the future and they were a fish out of water in New York and they don't stray from that premise for that whole movie. And then the next one is what if that couple had a baby, you know, it's yeah. They're very short, very easy to digest. No, they aren't amazing, but I respect that they take themselves so seriously. Gotcha um let's see the dark crystal don't know what that is yes you do the jim henson movie oh yeah okay
1: uh i don't really remember that though i don't think i really i
0: probably saw it but just don't remember it it is a fever dream in a good way in a bad way uh Uh, the one thing i'll give it is that I legit do not know how they've made it. Some of the puppetry and some of the, 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 the things that they created. I, I couldn't figure out how they got all that shit on screen working the way they did. So there's there's value in that. But this, the story is barely there and the characters are extremely forgettable.
1: I'm telling 1982 was a weird year, man. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see. Gunpowder I milkshake.
1: At the it looks horrifying.
0: What's that? Gunpowder milkshake. I don't know. Milkshake. Milkshake. It, it it's Netflix trying to make a girl John Wick. Uh, who's the girl? Um, she plays Nebula. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's a good actress. She's a good actress. Gilden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, it's not a very good movie at all. Uh, I I don't suggest anyone watch it. Um. But what I do suggest people watch are the Fear Street movies. Dude, I am so happy to hear you say that. I saw them on the list, but I didn't
1: want to bring them up. Let's talk about them. Let's Did start you watch with them? 94. Yeah, I saw
0: all three. Yeah, so as horror movies, they're pretty run of the mill. Like, there you know there's gory deaths and there's uh, there's demons and there's uh you know who, who's going to die next and who's doing the killing you know there there's they they wear their inspirations on their you know on their chest like or, or on their face or whatever it's no. it's very and obvious it, what these movies And it's are. in the titles too yeah like 1994 that one is very much like a scream for sure and scream yeah. came out either ninety five or ninety six. Yeah. So. Uh, nineteen seventy eight is very much a, a slasher, like a like a like a Friday the Thirteenth. Which came out in nineteen eighty. So yeah. they have a two yeah. year thing going on. Uh, then the third one, Fear Street Part 3, 1666. You you help me here. I don't know what that one's pulling from. Basically, there's uh, two movies that
1: are way better than most everything you've talked about on this list. Um, uh, one's called The Devils, and the other is called uh, The Witch. Um, um. And The Witch is recent. And, um, but it's very, like, it uses 1600s New England dialect, so it's hard to watch. My complaint with it was it didn't have subtitles, because it was English, but it wasn't. It was, it's you know, because I spoke in an actual the dialect um yeah. but it was just a creepy movie about hysteria both of those are about like how hysteria can
0: really run, run wild okay uh, okay then and that's very much what this third movie's about mm-hmm. and, I, and i i i think i like that one the most
1: i really like 78 but it's, it's campy pun intended too but yeah. it is <laughs> But um I, I did like sixteen sixty six a whole lot more than I thought I was. And I did not like ninety four as much until I got to the grocery store. I thought that was pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like And and there were things that bothered me about those movies too. Like like what? Okay, like I hate to be that guy, but like I was I grew up in ninety four and um like a lesbian couple would not get all the acceptance from older adults like it does in that movie. No,
0: that's true.
1: Like it just wouldn't. And and maybe they were in California or wherever, but, um, even then, I don't think it would. And there were just several things and definitely in 1666, it wouldn't get that. Um, (laughs) but, but no, um, and the music, they use the music so much in, um, six or in
0: uh
1: 94 94 oh my gosh it was just like a shuffle in 94 and they used a lot
0: in uh, 78 too like i was so torn watching 1994 because like i love all that music so much but yeah. they didn't let any of it marinate none like, of here's 15 seconds of a song sometimes not even 15 seconds no that hallway walking scene at the beginning mm-hmm. i think they did like five or six songs
1: i know in a minute. and i was like and, and that's a lot of the criticism that i've
0: seen about it yeah like like let those songs breathe like you can cut your music budget in half just by appropriately using these tracks and they did a little better in '78, uh, but they yeah. still
1: thought they used it a lot. And then when the story got, um, got kind of heavy in that movie, that they they stepped away from the music. Yep. And of course, in 1666, they didn't really use a lot of music. Even when the you know the the, um, the second half of the movie starts, it's it's still like they don't incorporate so much music. And I yeah. I. I it's it's like a spice, you know, salt is great and, you know, um, other spices are great because they add a little flavor. But if you have like a pound of salt on your food, you can't eat that. It's
0: just too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I really enjoyed watching these. Uh, I did not expect to enjoy it. This The Fear Street name just carries uh, like some cachet with me because I was, you know, reading books in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, what I absolutely am fascinated by is the production of it. Like these three movies came out three weeks in a row. Yes. Love and, it. Which means and it was it all, supposed to
1: come out in the theater month, really?
0: after month after month. Oh fuck. That's so good. Like think about the creative freedom that the creators have when they yes. don't have to factor in fan reaction to each movie
1: yes um the halloween movies were gonna film their last two back to back with covid messed that up and they were gonna release them within a year mm-hmm. i think that's an excellent strategy lord of the rings did that
0: yeah yeah like like these movies like whoever made these knew what they were gonna do did it and released them back to back to back i, I it's really terrible, really do
1: because it. if uh if, you know, if it has a lot of hate, um, people over the first one doesn't hit, people aren't going to watch the other two.
0: And the thing is, th- I guess that's where streaming helps th- this exist, because yes, in theaters, the, having two movies that are straight up DOA is really bad. Yeah. But on streaming, if it's just sitting there not being watched, it's not as obvious that it's a flop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it got a lot of buzz um, from what I saw.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I was I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, let's see. Let me bang out a few more here. Uh, Tower Heist. That's eh. a Ben Stiller movie. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but it was OK. Yeah. Um. Horns.
1: Yeah, it's OK. It's a it, decent idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like it was it was it was a fun watch. But I, I feel like they kind of shat the bed right there at the end. Um, yeah, well, dude, I don't even remember the ending, and that's usually a bad sign for
1: yeah. for a movie with me. Yeah, I, uh, I do like the uh, the snake in the car scene. I thought that was pretty well
0: done. Yes. Like, the, the, like, there's a lot of really cool things in that movie. Yeah, Daniel Reckless really decent in it. He, he's he's really yes yes he is. Um, the El Camino, the Breaking uh-huh. Bad movie. Loved it. I I didn't hate it. I just I, I just it just felt like a long episode. Yeah,
1: and I think that's why I loved it because I was you know I didn't I didn't realize I wanted it until they started playing the trailers and I was like oh yeah it's a pretty yeah, I- Bad sequel by the actual team Heisenberg maybe will show up. And if he doesn't, that's OK, because I care about Jesse.
0: Yeah,
1: I thought yeah. it was OK. Uh, yeah, a like simple, a simple movie, too. Like it was,
0: it didn't, it was very simple. Yeah,
1: I, I like Aaron Paul's uh, um, really decent or really good in that movie. Not even decent. He's excellent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is not good.
1: It is not.
0: Um.
1: I uh, we used to work at a movie theater and somebody yeah. asked for their money back and I gave it to them all that one. And I never gave money back for people, but I was like, yeah,
0: yeah I'm going <laughs> to say I'm going to say it broke. it It's like no one has ever told me, hey, man, watch Hitchhiker's Guide. It's great. But so many people have told me, hey, read Hitchhiker's Guide. It's great. Yeah. So uh, I guess it the, it just got lost in translation. They used to have Hitchhikers uh, uh,
1: um, video cassettes back in the day, like Mm -hmm. early 90s. And I remember renting one and was just completely turned off from it. I think it was the British BBC version.
0: It is very British.
1: And I was like, yeah, and I didn't even watch that one. It it looked bad. And I heard so many bad things about it.
0: It's, It's just not our humor, I think. I, 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 oh, it, it felt like humor this is going to sound really bad it's felt, it's felt like Gen X humor
1: like, no that doesn't man at all
0: like f- people who are 45 55 like around that age they they have their own lingo they have their own way of making each other laugh and that movie feels like it's marinated in that yeah and I'm sure that's straight from the book, because the book is kinda old. So sorry about that, Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh The Evil Dead holds up. Have you ever seen that before this yes. time? Yes, okay. I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't realize that technically it's rated NC seventeen. Oh yeah,
1: there is a video nasty or was a video nasty.
0: A video uh, nasty. It
1: yeah, it wasn't released in uh Britain for a while.
0: Wow uh let's see quiz show what do you know about quiz show i
1: i liked it um it was uh, uh like i think i saw it at the same time around the same time i, I saw shawshank and uh i and i like quiz show more
0: but it was still kind of slow it is slow um I, quiz show is one of those movies that i'd always seen the movie box in the like in the yeah the 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 video store and I was like I'm gonna watch that one day I'm gonna watch that one day and finally I just was like fuck it I'm gonna watch it not even knowing that it was basically a biopic yeah and I after watching it I was like I have to Google this shit I, how how did I make it to almost 40 years old and not know that there was this this huge quiz show scandal in the what was it 50s yeah,
1: yeah. or maybe maybe before that I think in the 40s
0: yeah like
1: or maybe even before that
0: like it was super eye opening that this existed, like I had no clue, and it's it's really well shot really well acted um what's his name John taturo is great in it no. oh man
1: you you can't fuck with the Jesus man, you should know that by now <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see uh it was in the fifties 50s. it 50s, was the 50, yeah.
0: Um, I Magic Mike X double D- XL. Yeah, I was not forced to watch that. I watched it b- of my own accord, and th- I remember enjoying the first one. Uh uh-huh. The second one probably isn't as good, but it has heart. Okay. Um, and the, McConaughey, right? No, McConaughey oh. is not in this one. Oh no yeah, he did not come back for the sequel so that they had to ride around it and, and they, they justified it. It's, it's just, it's, it was good. The, the characters that come back, it was very good seeing them again, because those are, those are solid films. I know that it's, it's easy to say, oh, well, it's just the fucking movie about Channing Tatum's abs. It's like, no, it's, it's actually a, a movie movie. You need to watch it. It's pretty good. Dude, I am
1: excited. I've just noticed this. Uh, well, um well, I'll go on and say this since I'm hyping it up. I see dead ringers on here. What do you think of dead ringers?
0: Oh, dead ringers, man! <laughs> I wanted that movie to be really fucked up. And wow, it is pretty fucked up. It's though. pretty fucked up, but it's not as fucked up as I really wanted it to be. You, you started with Crash, though. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's like a come down from Crash. Uh, I think the
1: acting's better.
0: The acting in Dead Ringers is fabulous. The story, I feel like, just.
1: I don't know how Jeremy Irons didn't win an Oscar for that, honestly.
0: That's that's fair. That's fair. Like he won an Oscar
1: the next year, and he thanked David Cronenberg. Really? Crazy. Yeah, he thanked the director for another movie.
0: That's awesome. Uh, yeah, like, like, it's one of the, it's, it's a movie that I want to say I enjoyed, but I don't feel like I actually did. Okay. You know, like, cause, cause, cause when it, when it got to the end, I was just like, uh, okay, well, okay. 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 You know, it's, it's, you you know, you have to kind of process the end of that movie. And I don't know. Like, again, Jeremy Irons was great in it. The performances are great. The story that, is, that he's trying to tell is an intriguing one. I just feel like he kind of missed the mark. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it again in a few years and, and maybe it'll 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 hit me a little different. Uh, Let's talk about Close Encounters. OK. What's your opinion on Close Encounters of the Third Kind?
1: I was really disappointed because I think I hyped it up too much. Y-
0: you know what? You know what? I, that's exactly how I feel.
1: I think I, if I, I watched it without everyone telling me how amazing it was, um, it would have hit a little harder. I, I I didn't love it. I still don't like it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I had never seen it. And there are a few moments in it that i got the like i got the jaws feels you know like the the scene where he's in the car and and like all of the practical effects are like turning the car like you know sight slightly sideways and and shit like yeah that that worked but the climax of that movie is nothing i know it may maybe maybe had i seen it in the 70s it would have affected me different i mean et is so much better et is way better so
1: i i think i um, i think i was just really i was like well maybe it was maybe it was groundbreaking before et but after after I saw ET first and was when I saw Close Encounters was like okay like just really underwhelmed I think is a good word for this one.
0: Yeah yeah uh, I, I I guess this I guess it would just fall in the category of didn't age well you know it, it, like it it is technically considered a classic but I I, I wouldn't tell my kids you got to see this movie. No.
1: What about the birds? Would you tell them you have to see the birds?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I don't know if they would get the birds. Yeah. The the birds is hard to get. Um, it is it's 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 a weird one. I think they remade the
1: birds uh, in 1968 with uh, Night of the Living Dead, and that's
0: good. That's you know that's that's the birds legacy to me. Yeah. It, it, like watching the birds in 2021 and seeing the behavior of that main character girl in the first act is yes. real weird. But she allegedly
1: goes, uh, he was really rude to her. Um, Hitchcock was really like mean to, to be, um Yeah. Tippy Harlow. Hedrum. Hedrum.
0: Hed, yeah. Yeah. But, but like she was really stalkery. Like, she literally travels to another town just to leave a a pair, a set of lovebirds on this guy's porch. And she didn't know where he lived. So she asked around town about where he lived and shit. Like by, by 2021 standards, like someone should get a restraining order.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, it was a different time. Yeah, it's 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 so it's strange watching movies um from a different era because you ha- kind of have to get into that space.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, and,
1: and it might be difficult to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, tech technically speaking, The Birds is a fantastically put together film. It has some really cool
1: angles too. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it earned its place in like film history for sure. But yeah. I do th- it, like I said I think it was remade better
0: with yeah, zombies it, and, and and I feel like if if you have an interest in understanding the the uh, evolution of film movies like close encounters and the birds are important to watch. Yes. But I don't know if you should watch them if you're looking to be entertained.
1: Unless this this is how condescending, but unless if you're like a child or someone that hasn't seen
0: the the better versions of those movies. That's you know what I mean? That is kind of condescending, but I kind of like it. Like, so so, so basically what you're saying is like, get I have a I have a a nine month old, you know, when he turns four, have him watch Close Encounters instead of like a modern movie. Yeah. And, and see like, how it how it lands. That would
1: be uh, that would be really interesting. Yeah, because yeah. it I mean it's it's so hard you know to uh, uh to say like how something would do or or how to gauge how something was like um, the Exorcist is a really famous case of this where people went hysterical people went hysterical in um, Frankenstein in 1931 like hysterical feigning in the audience and um like all that um hoopla stuff you hear today um it happened with frankenstein and you look at it now and you're like what but if you watch like a saul movie or really like army of the dead like a gory movie you're gonna look at that and say oh it's in black and white it's slow it doesn't have any music this is terrible but i don't know if you'd never seen anything like that before like i wonder what it was like when people saw star wars for the first time because star wars yeah. like still looks good but there were some really shitty star wars knockoffs that people liked like people thought were really good if you look at like some old reviews of like flash gordon like people are talking about how um it's you know it's uh, very technically um like the special effects are just amazing and you're like what but that's because we have this perspective now.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. L- looking backwards is hard. It's, it's yeah. it, old movies. Don't. It's unique to find a movie that a- ages like a Shawshank. And anything <laughs> with anything with some sort of post production that in, involves you know graphics or. Yeah or, or effects in any way is going to be dated within like four years, regardless.
1: Now, I don't even know the question to this, but or the answer to this, but how do you think um, something like wizard of Oz would hold up? That's almost a hundred years old. Uh,
0: I, I remember watching it sometime last year, at least parts of it last year. And mm-hmm. the, the art direction in the wizard of Oz is fantastic. And I'm I'm thinking that's it, because if it's, you know, if it's like a period
1: piece or. You know, if it if it's at a in like a fantastical world, like there's a movie called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, which came out in the 20s, I believe, and I've watched it a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, it wasn't amazing. Like, you know, I was still like, Ugh, it's it's a silent film, but. The set design and the story, the fantastical world, I was like, OK, this is like transporting me somewhere. It's it's different. It's entertaining. But
0: yeah, yeah,
1: I don't know. Like, I think taxi driver is one of those rare rare circumstances where you see something from that era and it's made in that era and it still is relevant.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. We're almost but we look back list.
1: nostalgically at New York. We're like, oh, look how shitty New York used to be. <laughs> and, like, look how crappy the cars used to
0: be. Yeah, yeah. Like n- nowadays, New York is nicer, but it's still shitty. So like, but 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 filmmakers are scared to paint or, or to put the shitty version of New York on on screen. In like in the 70s and 80s, that was kind of just how New York was. So. There's no fear and look at how fucking shitty inner cities are. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. But uh yeah, we're almost to the end of our list here. Uh there's a couple more I just want to touch on. Okay uh, four four rooms. Eh. It's not good. And eh, but, but it's short. It's short and the ending of it, that like that last part that's directed by Tarantino is so aggressively Tarantino yeah that I kind of love it oh look at you I kind of love it like the the, the fact that that whole last last scene or like the last shot of the movie is like nine minutes long it seems like but it's all one shot like that makes it worth watching just that by itself It's a, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a interesting little experiment. Um, we missed one up top, the Towering Inferno. Have you ever seen the Towering Inferno?
1: I have, and it's, it's, uh, it's okay. It's a product of its time, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think I missed the boat on that. I, I, I was told by relatives, some older relatives, how, how it's so great. And I, I just wasn't impressed. So that could be one of those things where if you see it for the first time, you think it's crazy. But I saw Die Hard before Tower Inferno. So yeah. I don't like uh,
0: I don't know. I, I like I really enjoyed it. It's not good. I really enjoyed it. I don't know why. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's its just one of those disaster movies that that worked for me. it, it It's I, I can't really explain it. The last one I really want to talk about is the warriors.
1: Okay, come out and play.
0: So what's your stance on the warriors?
1: Uh I don't love it, but I I do um I do understand that people do and I mean I can't <laughs> fight, I can't fault them for that. I like it, but I I don't know. I think there's better movies like that out there.
0: Like maybe it's because I liked the, uh, the the beat it video so much. Yeah. It, like the warriors from like the first scene. I was engaged. I was like oh this is what this is. And. I don't think there's a frame of that movie. That. Is a reflection of real life in any way. But for some reason. I was invested in these. <clears throat> snotty little characters. Yeah, and it it it, I'm it's 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 I'm I'm at a loss for words as to why I like the Warriors. It's not good. It's bizarre. It doesn't make any sense. But I really liked it, and I I do want to watch it again. Okay, so you dug it? I dug it. I dug it. It's 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 got a feel to it and and maybe and, and i think it goes back to my love of old d- d- dirty fucking new york we just talked about it but yeah. like the, the 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 simple task of we need to get across town and we have to hop on these these trains to do it and this whole movie is just that yeah it, it it's so 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 new york and ju- and just so tangible and I, I get it I get it, kid, I get it. I don't know, i don't know,
1: yeah, like i said if if you like it it's it's i mean it's okay to me, but um, yeah, if you like it, I get it, it's got some iconic lines in it for sure, and yep um it's i i mean it's okay <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean, and I, I don't think it's, like, revolutionary or anything, but I do, I do think it's an okay film. Like, if somebody was like, should I watch The Warriors, and they haven't seen it before, I would say, yeah, I think you should. I, th- I think that's
0: where I would fall on that, too. Like, I don't know, but uh, that's pretty much all the ones that I wanted to talk about today, unless man, you see anything I, else.
1: No, man, you have uh, covered so much thus far. I can't wait um, to uh, see what... Uh, What's in store next time?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I can get some horror movies in there. Uh, I I I really haven't watched very many comedies, and I haven't watched very many horror movies. What did One, you think of Paranormal Activity? Uh, well, I had seen Paranormal Activity before. I was trying to get to scare the shit out of my kids, and it didn't work. Like they just didn't they didn't care.
1: That movie is so bad and so slow.
0: I see the first time I yeah, saw I it. Think,
1: I don't want to. I don't know if I'm correct on this. He can. He can. I'll issue a retraction if I'm wrong, but I think it scared the shit out of Reed.
0: Oh, yeah. Reed. Reed loves that movie. And it's like it scared the shit out of me. I saw it in the theater and. Oh, man, it didn't do anything for me. I like I. I'm not scared of any movies like most horror movies are just. Jump scares and bullshit like paranormal activity is is well-crafted. It is slow, but it sets out to do a thing, and it does it better than its predecessor. Like, its predecessor would be the Blair Witch Project, right? Yeah. And I feel like this is a more successful version of that.
1: Okay. And I don't... I used to think it was uh, just the uh, found footage genre, but because I hate the Blair Witch Project, too. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I definitely, and I told you I'm, I'm a Saul fan, and this kind of killed the Saul franchise. So, yeah.
0: Um, oh, that's true. It did, because they did like five way. of these
1: things. They did. Um. Uh, but guess what got a remake or a reboot this year, and guess what didn't. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I, I thought it was overhyped. I do like the way they, uh. They had a campaign to call your theater and demand it i thought that was pretty good and it worked
0: yeah yeah
1: And it started i think it started blumhouse pretty much which is a juggernaut um it is a, now a yeah,
0: yeah it, it, it's one of those movies that i i th- again if if you have any passing interest in the history of film you have to watch paranormal activity at some point it's 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 that important of a movie in my mind. Okay. Um. But apparently it hasn't aged well. Again, my kids were laughing at it, so. And that's not an
1: old movie either.
0: No, it's not. Now at the at the end when you know there's the big jump scare at the end, they both were like, "Oh, sh- ah!" And they had me rewind it so they could see it again. But other than that, they were not engaged at all in 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 the the story that was being told love it (laughs) (laughs) love
1: everything you're saying
0: (laughs) okay well that was part three we're almost home jordy
1: i know i'm proud of you man just uh not very less than a hundred to go that's awesome yep 75 or so uh
0: and if if i get there soon i'm I, i may tack on an extra part five who knows 2021 is oh weird. It is. Uh, but I do thank you for showing up. Thank you for uh, for, for, for lending me your ear and your, your opinions on uh, films, as you always do so well. Um, thank you. Do, do you have any, any creative endeavors in the tank? or? Man, I hate to say
1: it, but no. I need to, but no.
0: <laughs> All, right. All right. I'm going to keep asking.
1: Yeah, and I, I actually do have an idea idea but um it's just
0: it's an idea percolating right now i will talk to you about it though score score all right well uh tune in next time uh as always get the ransom shoot the hostage bye bye For listening to Reality Breached. Be sure to check out our other great shows, like the Black Pocket Podcast, Shellheads, and Dead Scene Kids, all available on realitybreached.com.
1: Climb aboard for adventure. Your traveling companions are fellow fans of Doctor Who. That's right, it's the podcast Discussing Who. Exploring the worlds of Doctor Who, past, present, and future. Find out more at DiscussingWho.com.